said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Thank you for taking time to tune in with us for a few moments this morning. We've been studying for some time now in Mark's Gospel, and today we're going to be looking in chapter number 11, verses 19 down through verse number 26. If you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with me as we read from the precious pages of God's Word. As we've been studying in Mark chapter 11, we know that Jesus had entered into Jerusalem. His his Galilean ministry was now concluded, and only just in a few days, the precious Lamb of God would go to Calvary, and he's going to die for the sins of the world as we Think about that. We should stand in awe of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And as he entered into Jerusalem, he went into the temple, as was his custom. And then he also left the city of Jerusalem when it became evening on that Palm Sunday and went out to Bethany. And I believe that he spent the night outdoors. I believe that he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. I think that he spent a lot of time in prayer that week before his passion. But as I'm thinking about this, the next morning, they came back in towards Jerusalem. As they were making their way that morning, Jesus saw a fig tree. And he saw it afar off, and he was hungry, but he, and he saw the leaves upon the tree. So he went to that fig tree, and he came to, to get a fig from the tree, and there was none available. And then Jesus, what he did as they were returning, if we look in verse number 19, we find that even was coming, went out of the city, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree, and as you think about that, now it's dried up. What happened? Well, the day before, Jesus came to that fig tree and, and he wanted a, a fig from the tree and there was none available. And Jesus said to that fig tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. We find that back in four, verse 14. But as we look here in verse 19, we know the next day had come and and verse 20 reveals that in the morning as they walked by, they passed by the same way and there was that same tree. But now the tree had dried up from the roots, according to verse number 20. And then if you notice in verse 21, uh, here it is. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, uh, 
Behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. So we see the daily return and the dried root and the disciples remembrance. Peter remembered what Jesus said. And we see this a statement of Simon Peter. But then we see the surprise teaching on prayer. As Jesus was there with his disciples, he used this moment to teach them about the power of prayer. And I want to say this. I believe that prayer is the greatest thing that we can do, that we do actually the least of. We need to pray. We need to become people of prayer. It'll help you and I as we look to God's word this morning and see what Jesus has to say about prayer. First of all, I see the condition of prayer. And the first condition of prayer simply is this, to have faith in God. If you'll notice in verse number 22 and 23 of Mark's gospel, chapter 11, the Bible says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now, if you're going to have your prayer answered, you have to have faith in God. If you're going to be saved, you must have faith in God to do that saving. If we're going to get our prayers answered for us. We must have faith to believe that God is able to hear us and also able to answer our prayer. The Bible says in verse number 23 of Mark 11, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, those are not my words. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. Can I say to you and I, if, if we ask God to do something and we have faith to believe, we believe it without doubting, without hesitancy of doubt. And we believe that God is going to do what we've asked him to do. Now, there's some conditions to that. First of all, that it's in the will of God. I don't think that we're going to ask God to do something that is not his will. And I don't think that we're going to ask God to do something that is uh, uh, that just is for a fleshly, selfish reason, but asking God to do that which is right and wholesome and pure and is in his will. I know that God will answer that prayer. And the reason oftentimes it is that we don't have those kinds of prayers answered is simply because that we do not or we lack the faith to believe or we doubt. And doubt is always the enemy of faith. Doubt will cause your prayers not to be answered. And as we're looking at this, the first condition of prayer, if you want to have your prayers answered, is to believe, is to have faith that God will do what you ask him to do. And I believe that Jesus says that if you look at a mountain and you say to that mountain, be removed and, and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Now, listen, 
That does not mean physically that we can look at a mountain and say, be removed and cast in the sea. Jesus is using this as a, uh, a type, a figure of speech to where we understand even the impossible things. And moving a mountain would be impossible for us, but for God, nothing is too hard. And so it is that we see it takes faith to have God to work in our life. Not only the first condition of prayer is to have faith in God, but verse number 24 reveals the second condition of prayer, and that is to expect, to ask and believe and expect God to answer our prayer. Verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, what, th what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. That's, that's a pretty positive statement that Jesus made, is that we should expect God to do great things in our life. When we pray, we should ask him, and then we should believe and we should expect God to do that. I was talking to a preacher yesterday who was talking about making a prayer journal. And he was he's a great man of prayer. And he has learned through many different times in his life to ask God for, to do the things that are impossible. He writes down on a, on a journal and he writes it and he puts the date and the prayer request. And then he prays and asks God to move upon that prayer request. And when God does, he comes back again and he writes the date and the answer to the prayer and how God answers his prayer. It's a marvelous thing. I would encourage you to make a journal and then you can go back and see the many times that God answers prayer in your life. And not only for you, that would be a great encouragement for someone else. Uh, the man that I was talking to, the preacher I was talking to yesterday is a church builder. And he's built and planted over a hundred churches in Africa, different places in the world. And he's done that by faith, believing that God can do the impossible. And you and I can have that same kind of prayer life. It's not that God had distinguishes him above any other man, but God will give us the desire of our heart according to his will. Notice this, not only the first condition of prayer is to have faith in God, the second condition of prayer is to expect asking and believing that God will answer our prayer, but then there is an important third condition of getting your prayers answered. Jesus said in verse number 25, and when you stand praying, and then he says this, forgive for if ye have ought against any that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So it's absolutely essential to be right with God, to be also right with your fellow man in order to get your prayers answered. I want to encourage you today to perhaps make yourself a prayer journal not only for your benefit, but maybe later on, even the benefit of your family, just for them to know the many times that you've prayed and God has answered your prayer. 
Well, this is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I do want to thank you for being with us today. Lord willing, we're going to pick back up right here in verse number 27 of Mark chapter 11 tomorrow as we return once again for the next Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. Until then, this is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just free.